Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. This is Greg Patterson, and on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, we're talking with Corey and Jessica Hamilton, and they form the Paris Bottoms uh, near the Arkansas River in Boy, it's been all about the flood, and you guys got wiped out. So, kind of give me an idea of, of when you got word that things were going to get rough and what you had to do to prepare. It's the Saturday before Memorial Day, the weekend of Memorial Day. Yeah. We, uh, we got word that the river was coming, so uh, some other farmers got together and talked and decided... Let's try to build a levee on top of the levee. Because our levee is what completed in the 50s, 60s, older older and had some leaking spots, had some sand boils. So we decided, okay, let's try that. So what, Sunday, I guess, Mm -hmm. of the Memorial Day weekend, we got together and uh, one group of farmers got their levee discs out and ran the levee and we got behind them and packed it and uh, thought, okay, that's going to work. You know, it looked good. And we, we did that all day Sunday. Monday came back with a load of sand and some sandbags and tried to fill in where the four-wheel drives had made low spots in the levee because that's going to be your lowest spot. And the water was literally, what, two foot yeah, from the top up. when we were doing this. So we thought, okay, you know, it can't hurt to try. And we worked all day, Memorial Day, uh, packing sandbags, hauling, trying to get... Uh, you know those low spots filled up, and any pass over the levee put shale and built a, built a levee on it. Uh, I guess about two o'clock, the Corps came in and said, "You need to evacuate. You know it's gonna it's gonna start coming over the south levee. You know, please please get out." So you know, we packed our stuff and headed out, and all our effort, you know, saved us. I guess. Bought us another two days. Bought us two days on that levee. The, the south levee did overtop and started to fill, but our levee we worked on got us another two days. So. And, and obviously it overtopped and you lost your crops. Did that, getting the extra two days help you prepare any more in regards to, let's say, getting stuff out or, or was it just increased agony over 48 hours <laughs> knowing what was coming? A mix of both. The uh, the thing was, the levees are divided down there, so the core owns one levee, and then the farmers actually own the other levee. Well, the, the farmer-owned levee is the one we were able to work on, which is on the river side, the north side. The south side is the one that we can't really do anything to because it's core-controlled and they have the levee, and that's the one that topped. So there was they didn't really do anything to try to help that levee at all. They just said, it's going to top, it's going over. And, uh, and, of course, we knew this two to three days ahead of time, but when they finally said that, and sure enough, it was a matter of probably 12 to 14 hours, it finally, you could see it crashed and start topping over there, and after that, it just began washing. So we watched for, what, two days? We watched it fill up like a swimming from, pool. From that side, and ours held good for about two days. Well, the, the work that we had done, we felt real confident about that, but once it finally just, we got all that extra rain, just about two or three inches there over two days, and it finally went ahead and crested there and topped it and started coming in from both side so in that particular location there's a cut bank on this side of the river that cuts into our bottoms where that levee is and that you, you had all that flow right there so it, once it went ahead and crested it began cutting through the levee on both sides and it was a matter of what 14 15 hours before it flooded all the way across 
Um, because that, that night when the sun was going down, we were watching it, and the upper end was flooding at that point, and you could see the water coming down. By that morning at 7 a.m., it was covered you completely all the grass. You couldn't see any grass, nothing sticking up, but trees and landmarks, and that was it, highland poles. So talk about um, the crops that you were growing, what stage they were at, and and just kind of an idea of... Well, uh, the wheat was two weeks probably from harvest, uh, ready to go, looked good for the conditions it had in planting in fall. You know, everybody was stressed in the fall, the wheat was stressed, it looked terrible to begin with, it turned out really, really pretty, and it was under. Uh, corn was laid by, we'd hurried so much the week before, two weeks before, trying to get all, you know, your, your last dose of fertilizer on, uh, everything sprayed to, to get ready for wheat, because Mother Nature had not been nice to us. You know, we cram a month's worth of work into three days. So all the corn was laid by, it was done, it was probably shoulder high in places, it was, it was, it was good to go. And, you know, everybody was planting their early beans, which, you know, turned into late beans because of Mother Nature. But everybody was, was going, it was looking good, you know, and then, and then to hear that, everybody, you know, up until the day they told us to leave, we were still working ground, you know, kind of, you know, on the off chance it wouldn't happen. But, you know, ultimately it did. So how many, how many acres do y'all Farm. About thirteen hundred. About thirteen hundred. So, and and it's a total loss. Every bit of it, twenty foot of water, total loss. Wow. So, what happens now? I mean, you're kind of sitting here shell shocked. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it could rain even some more. Not that it's gonna, you know. But at the same time, here's what a lot of people don't realize: once that water disappears. There is a heck of a lot of work to do. I mean, yes. and it's not cheap. The debris, we took the boat down there, and the debris was astronomical. I mean, the, the extra trees and root balls that we've saw, seen so far, there's still the lower the spots that we've seen, not to mention that flow coming in from the river, how much dirt work is going to have to be done right there just to fill in. And uh, it, it's a mystery just to see it. Once we get down there and actually see how much dirt work it's going to take to uh, repair all this. Because we're talking about record flooding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's official now. It was record yes, flooding yeah, yeah. for here. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of give give the listeners an idea of what it's going to take, maybe time-wise, effort-wise, how many times you're going to have to, what you're going to have to do just to prep to get a seed in the ground next plant season. Ooh. It's a mystery to us, too. We don't know. It all depends on how much dirt was displaced, how big the holes are next to the levee, um, you know, and ultimately how fast it takes this water to go away, you know. At first when the levee, they said it was going to crest, we had hope, okay, maybe we could get some late beans in July. You know, maybe we could do that and and, and get a harvest out of those. But now it's, it's a worry, are we going to get to plant fall wheat? You know, and, and like you're saying, we don't know what's underneath this water, how how much sand, how much mess is there, what's in there. And, and talk a little bit about that. I know y- y'all have been farming since, what, 2006. You've probably seen some flooding before. Again, for our listeners, talk about, um, you mentioned just now, sand. What what When that water recedes, you don't have this pristine ready-to-plant field, what happens? I mean, rivers dump sand. 
And what do you have to do to, to prep a field now? Well, that's, that's just what we're talking about. We don't know how much dirt work is actually going to have to be done to maintain or fill in or what or how much displacement's actually there. So, I mean, that flow was very high from the river and then coming to the other side, it cut that levee on the south side pretty good too. But right now the big thing is to get the water out because the only way to evacuate water from the bottoms down there is to use the floodgates or the pumps. So that's the only options they have. And they did some rough calculations today, and they were talking from anywhere from 120 to 160 days if if they just run the pumps to evacuate water. So at that point, you're almost looking back into planting wheat. If if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. Because that puts you out so far. And then once the water's done, we're still dealing with, like you're saying, all that sand. And all that. who knows what's down there right now. I mean, when we took the boat across... The one in the low spots, it was 20.5 feet deep on the depth finder. And the most shallow parts we ran through were probably three and a half to four feet. And that was from one end to the other. And there was one thing, one time I went through there and I thought, dang, we're, we're in a shallow spot. And it was picking up some, uh, it was picking up about two feet. And I thought, wait, this is a cornfield. There's corn in there. I'm picking up the tops of the corn. It's so thick right there. And, uh, it's, it's, just, uh, we gotta get rid of the water. It's going to be the big thing. There's, there's no way it's going until it's gone. You know, we don't know. Dozer, land plane, what's pans, what's going to fix it? We don't, yeah. we just don't know. And same thing, obviously, with the integrity of the levee system and what's, what it's going and to take to, to try and get that yes. fixed. Yeah. You mentioned, obviously, one of those levees is, is kind of a, the farmers mm-hmm. have been working together. One's the core levee, and there's got to be some coordination then yes. to, to make that all work. Yeah, and, and Kenny did get confirmation the other day from the, the Corps said that they would help repair ours. And, uh, of course, the, the Corps is going to be overwhelmed from Little Rock to oh, Tulsa right now, so we don't know when that's going to occur. The, I mean, the, in the beginning here, you know, there wasn't, I mean, the, all we could do is just watch it flood, but we're not sure that, you know, just by looking at the news, you see how much these guys have to do from one end to the other. We don't know if this, you know, if we get a, a 20-year flood here in six months after half of this work is done. Is it has the levee been repaired yet? Is it going to have more problems? Or are we going to put in some kind of, you know, temporary means just to fix it until we can and get some dirt work done here? So you guys are literally in limbo. You really have... It, it, and it, it's got to be tough to watch. It's very hard to watch, especially from your back door to sit and watch it all. I mean, place. just me talking to y'all, I kind of get a pit feeling <laughs> in my stomach. I can't imagine what y'all are, are, are feeling like. And when you talk to the other farmers that are in the area, um, again, speak to our listeners to the importance of the agriculture community in this area and how that affects other businesses and and everybody's suffering like y'all are. Well, I mean, I, it's just hard to... Uh, we're all in the same boat. I mean, there's... Our bottoms are not... You know, we have, what, probably 12,000 acres down there, maybe? It's not a totally it's not a huge... You know, it's not a huge area like eastern Arkansas, but, you know, there's there's all, all families. They're all like us down there. They all have kids. They're all... You know, we're all the same. We're all... Don't know what we're going to do, you know, in respect to what's what's the next step to just wait. You know, we just... It's, it's a big well, hit for it's everything. Also, it's also timing this time of year, too. 
because not to mention, I mean, any time would be bad for something like this. But if it's December, you know, you've got a little bit of green wheat out there. It's I don't think it would be such an issue as right now you haven't got your beans in the ground. You've put all of your inputs in corn. I mean, they've been sprayed, fertilized, like Jess said a little ago. You're waiting on harvest. I mean, just a little bit of touch up here and there, but it's pretty much done. So uh, everybody has pretty much put their cash in the ground at this point, and you're waiting on harvest. So it's not like, you know, being there in December, like, whoa, this is going to slow us down, delay some stuff. This has already been done. It was it's, This timing is, is what's really affecting a lot of people. And, and some people, you know, in the general public think it's almost a panacea, so to speak, where where they, they hear, oh, well, the government's going to put $19 billion, you know, and you guys are going to get your I mean, talk to the extent of of you don't get all your input money back, and you yeah. certainly don't get anything uh, that's going to match up with what you could have gotten when a crop comes in. People don't realize that. It's, exactly. it's a patch, maybe, barely a patch. You know, it's help, yes, and we're very grateful for any help in that regard. Right. But it's not an income. It was not what that crop, like you said, would have cut. It's it's not, you know, it's it's made to, that crop insurance, it's made to get by. It's not a living whatsoever, you know. It's a, hey, we're going to help with your inputs. Let's let's look at this. And that's I think that's what all farmers do when you look at crop insurance and aid. It's, okay. Let's see what it costs to get this in. Let's try to be, you know, easy with this. Let's try to let's try to get as close to affordability. Plus, if a natural disaster occurs, what we can, you know, try to hope to pay back. And it's it's just a tough, a tough situation that nobody ever wants to see. Sure, we've had drought, we've had hail, we've we've been through it all, but definitely not to this ever. stage ever, you know. Now, y'all are young farmers, so you going to keep farming? Is this well, yeah. <laughs> We've been asked that so many times. Yeah. Are you yeah. done? Well, no, there's next year and the year after that. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? It's the universal answer that we've mm-hmm. gotten from one end of the river bottoms to the other is you know, we'll figure it out. That's, we'll, that's, that's what we do. That's our life. That's the nature of the farmer. We, we're the most optimistic people. There's next year. Always next year. Every disaster you hear. Yeah. Well, there's next year. And that's the truth. We're just hoping the water gets off so we can back to work. Yes, exactly. Like you said, we, we don't know what to do with our time. There's only so much hay we can cut, plus it rains every other day. Only so many times you can look at your cattle. You know, what do we do with our extra time? <laughs> Well, Corey and Jessica Hamilton, thank you so much. On this edition of Arkansas AgCast, we've been talking about the Arkansas River flood of 2019 and how it's affected both of you down in the Paris Bottoms. And thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you.